0: but the psychology of the founder, and with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life and business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the show. So, if you're a regular listener, you may have noticed my absence on this uh, on this channel for the past uh, couple of months. And the reason for that is I'm working on something super special for you. You know, most of my work has been one on one with some of the most, you know, successful, prolific entrepreneurs in the world. And it's not really accessible in its current form to all the people that I want to reach. So I'm putting together something that really takes my life's work. Um, and packages it in a in a way that you know pretty much anyone in the world can consume it, can apply it, and can transform their mind, and therefore transform their life. So I'm going to keep you posted on when this is coming up and all the details. But today I want to I want to speak along those lines, um, and I want to give you the most powerful productivity tip in the world. Now, I know that is a big claim, but I truly believe that if you implement what you're about to learn in this episode, your life is going to change dramatically. Your business is going to change dramatically. You'll make a ton of money. You'll save a ton of time and you'll be actually significantly happier and more peaceful and just, you know, just feel good more of the time. So, what this is, what this episode is all about, and this is the core of high performance, it's actually getting better at saying no. Now, when you ask someone, someone who's an entrepreneur, who's a leader, who's a changemaker, who's, who's doing something in the world, how they are, right? 95% of the time, they'll answer with some version of, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm busy, right? I'm good, but busy. Or sometimes they may even say, I'm, I'm crazy busy. Now, busy has become such a badge of honor, a signifier of success. It's a kind of humble brag that, you know, lets everyone know that we are important, we're in demand. But the challenge is that if we're too busy, chances are we're actually not saying no enough. That we're too busy with the wrong things and chances are that we're complaining that we don't have enough time we don't have enough energy we don't have enough resources to actually get the the things that we know we need to do done so i'm sure you're familiar with pareto's principle right the 20% of our efforts Determine 80% of our results. Most people, and I've been working with, you know, high performance entrepreneurs, leaders for 15 years now. And, you know, I've seen this consistently. Pretty much every entrepreneur thinks that they don't have enough time, enough energy, enough capacity. And what's actually happening is that they're spending all their time on the things that actually don't move the needle. So I'm sure you're starting to see how just implementing this one thing can completely and dramatically change your business and change your life. And in this episode, I'm going to share you know, my own experience, my own journey with um, going from saying yes all the time to saying no. Uh, I'm going to share with you why the, the, the psychology of why we say yes when we really wanna say no. It's really important to understand why this happens because it's not your fault, right? This is not something that you're doing wrong. This is um, an opportunity for insight. I'm gonna share with you the consequences. It's really important to understand the consequences of saying yes when we wanna say no because if we don't understand how some of our behavior, some of our patterns are hurting us, it's really, hard to make a change. It's really hard to shift something that we don't really understand the negative consequences of. I'm going to take you through some key mindset shifts as well. So I'm going to take you through the shifts you need to make mentally to reframe how you think about saying yes and saying no. I'm going to show you when to say yes and when to say no, how how to actually um, know when something is a yes and when something is a no and i'm also going to give you um my top tips for saying no right and this is this is a super comprehensive episode this is action packed and i promise you if you listen closely and you implement what i'm teaching you here you're going to experience a massive shift in your performance in your productivity in your efficiency in the achievement of your goals, in how you feel in terms of yourself, like self-trust, how confident you feel, and really just how happy you feel as well, because all of these things are deeply connected. So let's dive right in. I used to be a real sucker for saying yes. Yes to shiny new ideas and opportunities, yes to coffee meetings when someone would just want to pick my brain right Um, yes to social events yes to catching up Um, you know i would find myself thinking no when someone would make a request of me or no 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 um, and i'd find myself blurting out yes and You know, in hindsight, this cost me a lot of time. It's cost me a lot of energy. Um, And this time and energy could have been going into the things that, you know, I was really passionate about, things where I really wanted to move the needle on. So why is it so difficult to say the word no? It's just a word, right? Now, after feeling trapped for a while by my excessive urge to be agreeable, it got me thinking. I started to ask myself why it's important for me to please everyone to the point where I would feel resentful and stressed because of it. Because that's really what's happening when we're saying yes, when we actually mean no, right? We're, we're trying to protect how this person feels about us. We're trying to please them. And that's actually what I call a covert contract. It's a covert contract where we're exchanging our time, our energy, our compliance, our money, whatever it may be, in exchange for their approval. And the challenge is that um, that adds up. That adds up, and it it costs us big time. Um, and we feel shitty about it because we resent ourselves, um, because we're in a state of conflict. I'm gonna tell you more about this in a second. And we're also stressed because, you know, this inherently is a state of stress. So I realized that I was saying, I was afraid of saying no, because my biggest fear was rejection. I was afraid that every time I did this, I would disappoint someone, I would make them angry, I would hurt their feelings, or I would appear unkind or rude. And having people think negatively of me was the ultimate rejection. So whether they actually say it out loud or not to me, to my face, it didn't really matter, right? It's the thought that they would look down on me, that they would be disappointed with me, that they suddenly wouldn't like me anymore. And so that's how I realized exactly why I found it difficult to say no. So I want you to just check in with yourself. Is any of this resonating? Have you ever said yes when you wanted to say no, because, you know, you just wanted to still be the apple of someone's eye and it doesn't have to be just a a parent though. That's really where all this begins. Um, It could be a colleague. It could be a potential business partner. It could be friends. It could be anything. So I realize that this is not just a challenge that I faced, right? It's one that many people go through every day. In fact, a lot of my clients, a lot of my female clients in particular, struggle with this because it's a heavy burden to carry. Because with the urge to say yes, also comes a lack of self-confidence and self-value. Right? We're, we're not valuing ourselves. We're not valuing our goals, our dreams, what, what is important to us so if like me you know you are having trouble saying no this episode is going to really help and if you're an entrepreneur or a leader i'm sure you felt or regularly feel that you're in lack right lack in terms of time energy capacity to get everything you need to do done you're probably running around with a million things to do you've barely made a dent in your to do list and then someone asks you to collaborate on a project that you definitely don't have time for, or ask for, you know, um, a call to get your advice on something, or, you know, even someone may ask you to. They want to be mentored by you, or, you know, they want to make some social plans, and you answer yes without thinking. Now, the key is, this is a moment of unconsciousness, right? It's a moment where we are not like unconscious as in like amnesia, but unconscious as in we are lacking awareness of ourselves in that moment. And so typically things that happen unconsciously happen fast. So this is the same thing with binge eating with, um, you know, nicotine or alcohol addiction. It's the same with um, switching the tab to Facebook to, to browse social media or scroll Instagram when you're you should be doing something, um, or you should—it's not the should, but you want to be doing something because when you finish that um, that webinar, when you finish that um, that plan for your next quarter or whatever it may be, it's going to move you closer to um, the 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 business that you want, the life that you want. It's going to feel so great when it's done, when it's off your plate. And you feel satisfied that. You know, things are moving, you're making things happen. But, you know, what happens is, instead of saying no to allow all that, you say yes without thinking. And you're assuming that if you decline, you're being impolite. So you really should just help out because, you know, others help out and good people help out and it's the right thing to do. Now, the thing is that this shoulding, right? We should do this, we ought to do this, indicates that you're prioritizing being polite over being genuine. You're prioritizing being polite over profits. Now, I don't mean this in an overtly and explicitly capitalistic sort of way, you know, profits over everything. No, but profits um, are really, you know, how. We ought to live our life. We ought, we ought to be in a state of profit. We don't want to be in a state of loss. You can think of your life as a business. If Just like if your business is losing money, it doesn't feel good. If you're always losing time, losing energy, losing capacity, it's not going to feel good. And also, you're prioritizing being polite over your own peace. I'm on fire with the alliterations today. So I hope they're uh, agreeable for you. But if they're not, it doesn't matter because you're learning something. So the key is that when you are inauthentic, right? when you do something that you don't want to do, when you say yes to something you don't want to say yes to, you are in a state of self-conflict. Now, I'm going to cover this idea of self-conflict and how it destroys our performance In detail soon. And that's the thing that I've been working on um, that you're going to get a chance to dive into soon. But right now, just think of the anguish, think of the stress, think of the resentment that saying yes has caused you. Because when you are in this state of self conflict, you are literally at war with yourself. There's an inner battle playing out. Part of you is saying yes, another part of you wants to say no. This is the biggest cause of low performance. I actually call this the low performance mind. So we can get so used to saying yes and people pleasing others that often we don't even know what we want or what our needs are. But if our life is so tightly packed with other people's requests, other people's um, obligations, you know, their needs, we don't even have time for what matters to us or even worse, our mental health becomes at risk. So it's really time to make a change if you're identifying with all this. Um, And and this episode is really gonna help you really understand what's happening under the hood. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that that's what I'm about. I wanna show you what's happening under the hood of your mind. Because when you understand what's under the hood, You have the power to to shift. You have the power to change. So why do we continue to say yes, right? It could be that we believe that saying no is uncaring, even selfish. We may even have a fear of letting other people down. Um, On top of this, there may be a fear of being disliked, being criticized, or risking a friendship. I've been in all of these places, right? And perhaps you had overbearing parents that encouraged this tendency. Because as children we learned that saying no was impolite or inappropriate to our parents, right? So if you said no to your mom, your dad, your teacher, your uncle, your grandparents, whatever, you were most certainly considered to be rude. And you probably got told off for it, right? And sure um, you're like my parents, <laughs> um, or if you had parents like me, and I think a lot of people do, right? They withdrew their affection immediately. So if you disagreed, if you didn't do what you were told to do, um, not asked to do, (laughs) what you were told to do, they either got angry or they withdrew their love. This is how we're conditioned, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) It's insidious, it's diabolical, Um, but it's also innocent. Our parents are imperfect humans, deeply flawed very unconscious, <laughs> um, so, you know, that's a separate episode, but I learned, I learned how to not hold on to these things, but also recognize what happened, and recognize how um, my adult self was created, and that's what I'm trying to help you with as well, so, as kids, saying no was off limits, right, and yes was a polite and likable thing to say, now that we're all adults, unless you're a kid listening to this, which is very relevant if you're a kid, you you have a huge head start uh, compared to the, the rest of us. As adults, we're more mature and capable of making our own choices right. Theoretically, we know the difference between right and wrong. And theoretically, we shouldn't be in a place where no feels challenging. It, you know, it shouldn't feel off limits. It should be something that feels like a beautiful organic decision that we make based on our own discretion, right? That's, but that's not how this works. Um, You know, unfortunately, um, and also fortunately, but we we hold on to our childhood beliefs and our conditioning. Um, This is how nature allows us to economize in terms of energy, right? We learn the tape recorder learns the track and then we replay the track the rest of our life Um, and this episode is going to help you change that track right we even into our adult years because of the formation of these childhood beliefs we continue to associate no with being disliked bad-mannered unkind selfish right you're a bad person, you're a bad boy, you're a bad girl. And we worry that if we say no, we're going to be humiliated. Someone's going to get mad at us. We're going to feel guilty. We're going to feel ashamed. Shame is a parent's favorite um, conditioning tool, along with guilt and punishment. You're going to hear me talk a lot about this, um, because shame, guilt, and punishment are you know the most evil things in the in in the human world what happens is we fear that we're going to end up being alone rejected abandoned and because even though as we're adults we have this child self this child self-concept this child ego structure that's running in us um, and that part of us is timeless Uh, We don't have time to go into the neuroscience of memory and all that, but that part of us is stored in a kind of memory that's timeless. So it's always happening. So we're always projecting our childlike biases and wounds and um, conditioning in our adult life 24-7 on everyone around us, including ourselves. (laughs) And the thing is, women are actually... More prone to falling into this trap because, you know, the way women are conditioned as kids, but also uh, by society, they're conditioned to feel like they really have to comply, right? That there's no choice. And this is very unfortunate in the world we live in. So, regardless of your gender, you have probably been raised to be a pleaser, right? A people pleaser, as they say these days. Um, You were always good you were trying to appear as good and you took care of you know sometimes you took care of mom and dad's emotions and these childhood influences led to the formation of these beliefs like i'm only lovable if i'm compliant and helpful if i do what i'm told right so if you feel like you become a people pleaser your self-worth may have come to depend on the things that you do for other people And so a vicious circle develops in which the people around you expect you to be there for them all the time and comply with their wishes because they also were conditioned the same way. So when you don't do that, when you don't comply with their wishes, sometimes people do get angry. They do take it personally. They do withdraw their affection and their attention and they pull away guess what that recreates your childhood exactly so do you think that's gonna encourage you to say no that it's gonna allow you to feel good about saying no or do you think is it gonna is it gonna directly poke a finger into a wound that's been there the whole time and make it even more challenging for you to say no to even more tightly groove in that pattern. because you know, parents typically encroach on their kids' boundaries. That was that was my story, right? Like my parents did not respect my boundaries as a kid. So the way I, I my understanding of boundaries was non-existent. So naturally, I had trouble respecting other people's boundaries as well because my boundaries weren't respected. Right, because that's how we learn. We learn about how to treat others based on how our parents treated us. Not only that gets worse, our society is actually organized to make people, to condition people into compliance, into obedience. Right? You have to fall in line with society. Think about how school works. You have to ask for permission before you can go pee, right? So someone else has um, authority over your bodily functions. Think about how offices work, right? How much permission you need, how much obedience and compliance um, offices and, and most jobs are based around. So this is a crazy cocktail right it's a it's a crazy cocktail of conditions that basically reward you for saying yes and betraying yourself and punish you for saying no and honoring yourself so i learned that if um, you know i continue to do this if i continue to live life you know on depending on other people's approval i would never really feel tr- truly free and happy And I suspect the same is true for you. If you live your life sourcing approval from other people, you will never be free. You will never truly be happy because your core needs will be conditional on the world around you, the people around you. And we know that the world and people can be quite fickle, right? It's always changing. The world of form is always changing. So... That's what makes our internal experience a roller coaster. <laughs> now, it might not feel like it, but I, I really need you to understand this. You are in control of how busy you are. You are in control of what you give your time to. It's your choice. If you're not exercising this choice right now, that's probably why you're struggling. Struggling in your business, struggling in your life, struggling in your relationship with yourself, you know, all the areas. When you accept a meeting or an assignment or a project or um, a conversation even, that you don't have the bandwidth for, you might escape the discomfort of expressing your regrets, um, but you give up the time to think, to rejuvenate, to take care of yourself, to focus on the things that you need to get done. So now that you understand why this happens, right? We've peeked under the hood, we've seen your wiring, how that wiring came to be. Let's talk about some of the consequences of this. Let's talk about what happens when we say yes, when we mean no. (laughs) So um, one of my friends, James Altucher, he's an entrepreneur, author. um, He wrote a book called The Power of No. When you say, he said, and I'm going to quote him, when you say yes to something you don't want to do, here's the result you hate what you're doing, you resent the person who asked you, and you hurt yourself. Think about it. You know, if your yes is coming from a place of subtle manipulation or even resentment, can saying yes when you mean no ever be a good thing? If we don't say no, other people's priorities will take precedence over ours. This even is true for emails. If you have notifications turned on on your phone for apps and emails, and every time that buzzes or rings or pops up, you jump into it, you don't have control over your energy, you don't have control over your time, you don't have control over yourself. The rest of the world is taking precedence over your world, over, over you, over your sovereign domain. If we don't say no, Mere acquaintances, people we barely know will crowd out our time that we would want to spend with family, with close friends, with ourselves, with you know, our hobbies, with our work. We will not have the time we need for rest and recovery because we'll always be busy. We'll always be stretched thin and running around. We will end up frustrated and stressed. And we will not be able to say yes to the really important things that we know we need to do So being unable to say no can make you exhausted, stressed, irritable. It could be undermining the efforts you make to improve the quality of your life. If you spend hours worrying about how to get out of an already promised commitment, if your spare time is taken with meetings and other engagements, your business may be suffering. You may be living in a constant state of lack in terms of time, energy, capacity, or even self-trust and confidence, self-worth, right? If you aren't honoring yourself and your needs, your priorities, that's the opposite of self-worth and self-love. And you're probably not hitting your goals and chances are you feel shitty about yourself. So learning how to say no has been one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And not only has it challenged me to overcome my fear of rejection, It's really helped me feel like I'm in the driver's seat of my own life. I don't feel trapped, resentful or guilty anymore. I feel empowered and free. And so if you want the same feeling of freedom and empowerment, then take back control over your time, over what you do, challenge yourself, learn how to say no. And to help you do that, I'm gonna take you through some key mindset shifts. So we talked about the the consequences of saying yes when you say no. Now we're going to talk about the core mindset shifts that you need to make to make this easier than most people make it, right? So number one, you ready? You might ask yourself, like, what's wrong with saying yes, you know, and, and keeping people happy? This is a common question I get. So it might be a hard pill to swallow, and I mentioned this a few minutes ago, but consider this, compulsive people pleasing is a form of manipulation. You're not doing anyone a favor. You're not being virtuous. You're not being a good person. You're actually manipulating. How are you manipulating? (laughs) You are um, doing, you're saying yes, you're doing something because you want something in return. You want their approval, right? Or you're trying to control how they feel about you. You're trying to control your image. This is classic manipulation. Now, this is innocent. You're not doing this, you know, because you're evil. You're doing this because this is how you were conditioned as a kid. And, you know, the the unfortunate thing is that this manipulation is costing you because we're there's always an equal exchange, right? So if I give that time to someone who wants to pick my brain about um, becoming a coach and coaching, you know, entrepreneurs and high performers. And I get a lot of people asking me, right? Like, Hey, can I talk to you about how you did this and, you know, get some advice from you. Now, there was a time when I used to say yes. Right. But in that I was still getting something. It wasn't just them getting my time or my, um my experience or my advice i was getting their approval and i was do i did that as long as i needed that approval from them right when i decided that what i needed more was access to my own time and have access to my own energy so i can do the things that are important to me then that completely flipped so if you're currently people-pleasing because it makes you feel good about yourself, consider this. You're actually practicing a form of manipulation. You know what's not, what's the opposite of that? Not manipulation? It's being authentic. It's being real. It's being genuine. That's virtuous. That's being a good person. Okay, number two. You have to separate refusal from rejection. Remember, you're turning down a request, not a person. So people will usually understand that it's your right to say no, just as it's their right to ask the favor, right? This is not personal. <laughs> you're not saying no to this person and their hopes and their dreams and you know all of that. And you obviously don't wanna be rude or unkind, but you're, tu- you're saying no to the request. Next. The outcome of saying no is seldom as bad as you might think it might be. So as humans, we have a ton of cognitive biases, right? We think that, um, you know, everything's going to fall apart if we say no, because we uh, over-index on the short term and under-index on the long term. The sky won't fall. Your family won't stop loving you, you know, your employees aren't going to hate you, you know, people will actually probably respect you and your time more if you say no more often. You think that saying no will cause you to lose someone's approval, but actually learning to say no can actually earn you respect, not just from the people around you, but from yourself as well. How would life be if you respected yourself more? How would life be if the people around you respected you more as well. Next, saying yes to someone or an activity or an opportunity means saying no to what you actually want. The One of the big problems I see is that people don't actually know what they want. So if you wanna take some action, right, you can either pause this episode here or after this episode, just actually ask yourself, do I really know what I want? Do I know with crystal clarity what I want? And if not, make a list, make a list of what's important to you. That way, when someone makes a request, you wanna say no, your, your, your mouth is inching towards saying yes, you can actually ask yourself, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? Next. It's sometimes helpful to ask if I don't do this, will this matter in three weeks, three months, three years from now? This is just a way to, um, you know, hack that bias that we all have because we're wired for survival, right? And typically survival is short-term thinking. That's why people have a hard time saving, people have a hard time, you know, eating right, like doing things that have long-term benefits Mm -hmm. because, we undervalue the long-term, we overvalue the short-term. So you can actually ask yourself, if I don't do this, will this matter in the long-term? And that might give you some perspective If, if your lack of participation is actually critical or not. There may be a time when you actually end up saying yes, but it'll be because you actually see why that's important. Remember that it's better to say no right now than be resentful later. And lastly, the last mindset shift before we move on to when to say yes and when to say no is remember that your self-worth, your self-esteem, the value of who you are as a person does not depend on how much you do for other people. It doesn't even depend on you know, how many businesses you own, how much money you make, and that's for... You know a different topic but your worth doesn't come from you know what you're doing for all the people around you your worth is inherent the less you try to earn your worth by manipulating circumstances you know people situations the easier time you'll have in life okay so when to say yes and when to say no It really helps to have a definitive system to be able to say no in a way that feels right. So first, you wanna identify what's important to you and acknowledge what's not. So you can just take a sheet of paper, like I mentioned before, write down what's important to you, what's important to you in your business. What are the things that are must-do, that are non-negotiables, that need to get done? Um, What are you trying to create? What are your goals? Um, What would you really like to accomplish, right? And then, what are some nice-to-have things on for yourself that you'd also like to accomplish if there's enough time, right? If there's enough energy? Um, what else is important to you? Like one of my non-negotiables used to be, and since I've been nomadic, it's been really hard to follow through on, is playing football. Well, that's soccer in, in America. So, you know, that time gets blocked off and it's it's starting to come back and I feel incredible playing soccer. and. You know, it doesn't make me money, it doesn't, you know, it's not for someone else, but it's a non-negotiable for me. So if someone, you know, wants to book that time, that time is not available because it's already been spoken for. So if you aren't booking yourself out on the things that are important to you um, beforehand, you have no way to really have a definitive system to say no, because that time just appears as empty space. So if you don't know where you wanna spend your time, you're not gonna know where you don't wanna spend your time. And on the other side of that line on that sheet of paper, write down the things that you no longer wanna do. Maybe the things that you've been doing that are no longer something you wanna indulge in. Because before you can say no with confidence, you have to be clear that you want to say no, right? That desire is primary. So something you can do is create a list of your top priorities and only say yes to projects that move you closer to them. Right? So personally, I find it helpful to run through a mental checklist before accepting anything. And so here are the questions I ask myself sometimes. Is this urgent or can this wait? Can someone else besides me do it? If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? So these are three questions that you can you know, just have on your phone um, or just in your mind, in the back of your mind, that you evaluate the things that are demanding your time and attention. If it does become clear that you should say no, remember that you don't have to provide an explanation. You don't owe anyone an explanation. Just be upfront, be polite, be genuine, be kind. And if it's appropriate, offer an alternative solution. So it's like... um, let me give you an example. Hey, I wish I wish I could meet, um, but I don't have a lot of free time right now because I'm heads down on, uh, on a launch, on a project. Would a quick phone call work instead? Let me know. I, I'd love to help. But only do this if it's genuine, right? If it's a clear no, then say no. So next, I'm going to give you my top tips for saying no. This is super actionable, super practical, and you know it's gonna change the game for you in terms of how much time you free up for yourself, how much energy you free up, um, how much more money you make because you have all this time and energy that can go to the things that move the needle. And I challenge you to implement, to take action because there's a lot of great information out there and you may find this really valuable, but unless you take action, nothing's gonna change. So my suggestion is pick three of these tips and implement them, right? Just pick the ones that resonate the most with you and actually put it into action. Okay, here we go. This is gonna be rapid fire because I wanna get through all of these. And I think it's gonna be super helpful for you to have a practical way to implement what you're learning today. So number one, learn to recognize what saying yes and no feel like in your body. It may feel expensive to say yes, and it may feel contracting to say no. You got to learn to pay attention. Your body has a lot of wisdom. Um, We're going to get into this in in some future episodes, but pretty much everything we do comes with a somatic um, representation in the body, right? So your body will, if your body starts to contract, it means that you know, you're know, you thinking some fearful thoughts, maybe there's some charge in your nervous system. Um, you have to learn to understand the language of the body, right? When you learn to get your body on board with what you're trying to do in the world, life gets a lot easier. So learn to recognize, this is, I, I mean, this is a very, very um, deep topic that I go in with, um, with my one-on-one clients, but This is the differentiation of consciousness, right? So typically we have very little awareness of what's happening in our mind, in our body, in our reality. So as we begin to pay more attention and we start seeing what the difference is between a yes and a no, this feels lighter, brighter, easier, more freeing. This feels more contracted, more tight, more tense. We start differentiating different aspects of our consciousness. When we start to differentiate, we gain awareness. When we gain awareness, we gain choice. When we gain choice, we gain the ability to make the right decision for us. And when we can make the right decisions, we see much, much, much better results. Next, be true to yourself. It's not selfish to say no. You gotta be clear and honest with yourself about what you want. You have to like progressively get to know yourself better and better and better and really examine what you really want more regularly and stay true to it. Your first priority is yourself, not others. It's your dreams, not someone else's dreams. It's your needs, not someone else's needs. Focus on being true to yourself, next. Keep your response simple, right? If you want to say no, just be firm and direct. Don't dilly dally. Don't be wishy washy. Don't beat around the bush. Um, you know, use phrases like "Hey, thanks um, for coming to me, but I'm afraid that it's not convenient right now." Or, you know, I I'm sorry i i can't um, I can't help you this evening. I have a really important deadline be strong in your body language as well, and don't over apologize. It's okay to express regret that you know you won't be able to connect with someone or um, say yes. It's totally okay, but if you're being overly apologetic, that you know, conveys dissonance. Remember, you're not asking permission to say no, you're saying no, <laughs> right. The apologies are only appropriate when it is used to indicate, you know, The fact that you care it's the kindness quotient next buy yourself time so i used to say yes really quickly and then regret it so something i did to interrupt the yes cycle was using phrases like i'll get back to you on that can i get back to you on that um let me i need to check with my or with my team um and you know i've gotten to the place where i don't manage um I have a gatekeeper on my time, right? So my COO um, is the primary person who um, is the gatekeeper <laughs> for my time, because you know I like having freedom of time, and so it's not to my advantage to have my my you know calendar be accessible and things being booked out. So you can say, hey, I need to check with my team. Uh, I need to check my schedule before answering. What this does is it gives you a little bit of time to check in with yourself about what you really want and then find the right words or the courage if you need to say no. And this is, I found this particularly useful for uh, my female clients because, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit of time to really even process the request. Some of my male clients as well. It just depends how... We were raised and the conditioning it's less to do with gender more to do with you know how society really trains us to operate um, if you sort of want to agree with the request but have a limited um, capacity or time or ability to do so you can consider a compromise so you can suggest ways that suit both of you right and what I will say is avoid compromising if you really want to say, if you really want or need to say no. Next. Um, here's a great quote. It's a, it's a great tip from um, there's an entrepreneur called Derek Sivers. and the quote goes like this: "If it's not a hell yes, it's a no." Now this is a really, really, really great um, litmus test. To evaluate when to say yes and when to say no. Um, If in your body, it feels like a hell yes. In your gut, it feels like a hell yes. If like every part of you comes alive at the request, do it. Awesome. But if not, just say no. Don't settle for the in-between. Don't settle for the mediocre. Next, be appreciative. It's almost never an insult when people make requests of you it's typically because you know they trust you that's why they're asking you for your help they believe in your capacity and your capabilities and your intelligence so thank them for thinking of you for making the request or the invitation but that doesn't mean that it needs to be a yes right so you can appreciate them and be like thank you so much for thinking of me thank you so much for considering me right and it can be genuine Really feel that, really feel the gratitude, and then say no. <laughs> um, another one is sometimes it's kind to actually actually explain why. Now I said before that you know don't over explain, don't you know use fifty words when one word will do. Um, the particulars of your reason usually make very little difference, but having a reason does, and so sometimes um, you know, you can, there's a space to be honest about why you're saying no and only do it if it feels right. But, you know, sometimes it can convey a little bit more context. Next, remember you're saying no to the request, not the person, you're not request, you're not rejecting the person, you're just declining the invitation. So make that clear, let them know what you respect about them. Maybe you admire the work they're doing. Maybe you recognize their passion or generosity. Maybe you'd love to meet them for lunch. Don't fake this. Even if you don't feel like um, you like the person making the request very much, just being polite and kind will communicate that you're not rejecting them. It's not your job to make sure they don't take it personally, but sometimes a little bit of kindness and compassion can go a long way. Next, be as resolute, as firm as they are pushy. So some people won't give up easily. That's their prerogative, right? Um, but you, know, you can give yourself permission to be as firm as they are pushy and they'll actually respect you for it. And you can even make a joke. Hey, I know you don't give up easily, but neither do I. <laughs> um, and you can even say, hey, I'm practicing getting better at saying no. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to decline at this time. Next, practice. Choose some easy, low-risk situations in which you can practice saying no, right? You can say no when a waiter or waitress uh, offers you dessert um, say no when you're on an airplane um, and they give you the shittiest cookie, the Biscoff cookies and um, peanuts that have been fried in you know, shitty vegetable oil. I'm letting my personal biases really through right now. <laughs> um, that's how I really feel. You know, say no when someone tries to sell you on something on the street. Uh, depending on where you are, um, you know, just lock yourself in a room and, you know, say no out loud ten times. It may sound crazy, but building your no muscle in non-critical, non-high-stake situations is going to really help you do it in high stakes situations. So, a personal example here: um, my partner you know, is working on exercising her no muscle. And sometimes um, she doesn't want to be hugged by someone. She doesn't want to be touched and she she's short, but she hates being picked up um, during a hug. And so what we did was we practiced it. She practiced it with me. And then lo and behold, she finds herself in a situation. It's a silly example, but it was a friend and, you know, they hugged. And then she got picked up, lifted up. And she was actually able to say, hey, I actually don't really like that. And I appreciate you didn't do that in the future. And that was the first time she actually felt like she could say it out loud. And the reason why she could say it out loud is because she practiced it. And, you know, this is, it can feel vulnerable, it can feel challenging, especially when it's something that you've been saying yes to, when it's people you've been saying yes to. Um, but I promise you, it's life changing. Practice, 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 practice with people who uh, allow you to feel safe. Practice in situations and in uh, spaces where you feel safe. Practice your no's; it will pay off. Next, establish a preemptive no. Right? We all have certain people who tend to make repeated, sometimes burdensome requests of us, and you know, in those cases um it's better to say no before the request even comes in (laughs) just let that person know that you're hyper focused on a few things in your life and you're trying to reduce your obligation in all other areas and just have a boilerplate no so that way if any requests do come in you can just refer to your earlier conversation next be prepared to miss out. Sometimes we have a hard time saying no because we hate to miss out. This is that whole fear of missing out, right? And saying no always leads to a missed opportunity. But it's not just a missed opportunity. It's actually a trade-off. Remind yourself that when you're saying no to request, you're simultaneously saying yes to something that you value more than the request. They're both opportunities. You're just choosing one over the other. So you have to reframe the loss into either a trade-off or a gain. And it's typically a gain, because if you care enough to say no to this, so you can say yes to that, you've decided that that's worth more to you. The last tip I have for you is gather your courage, right? If you're someone who's used to saying yes, it'll take courage to say no. Especially If this is new for you, if the person who's asking doesn't give up easily, you might feel like a bad friend, you might feel like a bad partner, you might feel like you're letting someone down or not living up to their expectations. Maybe you imagine that you'll be seen or talked about in negative light. Those things might be the cost for reclaiming your life, for reclaiming your time, for reclaiming your energy. So you'll need courage to put up with them right? And so really gather yourself, do some self-care, talk to yourself, be nice to yourself. This can be easy, but sometimes it can also be hard and let it be hard, let it be okay, it's worth it. And, you know, if you're still struggling to say no, bear in mind what um, Warren Buffett, the billionaire businessman, famously said, right? He said, Successful people say no to almost everything. It's true. The more successful you get, the better you have to be at saying no. In fact, I'll say that you will not be successful unless you learn to say no. Saying no allows you to say yes to what's actually important to you. It allows you to be a better person because when you say yes, it comes from a good place, not from resentment or fear. It creates space for what matters to you more what matters most rather than just drowning in your busyness like most people and just consider this if you said no more what could you say yes to taking care of yourself better resting feeling better more time with your family working on your business your passion projects allow the possibilities to inspire you know so I hope this was helpful. I hope this was really impactful. I would love to hear what actually resonated with you, what really made the difference, what really jumped out to you. So drop a comment, leave a review, subscribe to this channel. I wanna bring you really powerful, high quality stuff that helps you understand yourself, that helps you shift the state of your mind, that allows you to tap into flow, focus, clarity, And really live in the state of high performance, really develop a high performance mind. And that's actually the title of a new class, uh, a free class that I'm working on that I mentioned earlier. Um, It's going to be coming out soon. um, And I'd love to share that with you. I think it's going to change your life. It's going to change the way you think of yourself, the way you operate, because our mind is really the basis for all of life. It's how we experience everything, right? Relationships, ourselves, business, money. So I'm really excited to share that with you. If um, you already know that that's something you want to make sure you're in because spots will be limited, it is free. So just go to the highperformancemind.com. Just click the link in the description below and just jump on the wait list. Um, Do yourself a favor, jump on the wait list because I'm going to email out the wait list first. Um, and if the spots are full, then it may not even get publicly announced. So get on the waitlist. I'd love for you to be there. It's going to be mind blowing. It's going to be life changing. And you know, I really hope um, this conversation really makes a difference. So drop a comment, leave a review. Please share this episode with anyone who you think can benefit with this. Um, I really want to help as many people as I can. And you know, the more you share and the more you share this with people in your life, people in your sphere of influence, um, the more people that we can help together. So I'd really appreciate your help with that. I love you so much. Remember that you are absolutely limitless and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people, or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at AniAnimanian.com. At